Well, there is only one topic you'd expect us to be covering this week, and that is, of course, the U.S. presidential election. So to get the latest on that and the expected policy changes in a new Biden administration, we will be on the line with our senior vice president in D.C. From the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Jake Parker is our senior vice president based in D.C. Jake, long time no talk. Hey, Ian, it's been a little while. It's good to be back. So, of course, the biggest news of the week is the U.S. presidential election. Um, fill us in. What do you have there? Well, Ian, across the United States, approximately 160 million Americans voted this year, the largest election turnout in American history. The race proved to be much closer than many of the polls had predicted, leading to a slight delay in announcing the final results. However, in the recent days, it was just announced that Vice President Biden is the new president-elect, and we know now that his team will begin to identify key policy personnel for the new administration taking office on January 20th, 2021. USCBC has spent the last few months speaking with a couple of the China policy advisors, both within the campaign and on the volunteer advisory committees to understand some of the themes that are likely to color a Biden administration's China policy. So even though China policy isn't likely to be the biggest issue on the new administration's plate, uh, it's still a serious issue. So maybe you could walk us through what China policy is likely to look like in this new administration. Well, Ian, when we talk to some of the policy advisors in the Biden group, they tell us that a China strategy must start with an assumption that the United States cannot change China and a fundamental understanding that the two countries are destined for long-term competition. While both candidates have been roughly focused on the same issues when it comes to China, a Biden administration would likely break with the Trump administration's strategy and prioritize working multilaterally to address the specific areas of China's policy. So uh, dig into some of those specific issues there, like trade, for example. That's a great question. Obviously, at the U.S.-China Business Council, we're very focused on the trade agenda of, of any administration. Uh, What we know is that many Biden advisors have publicly criticized the phase one agreement, suggesting that it doesn't go far enough to address some of the structural issues and challenges in the bilateral relationship. We expect that a Biden administration will focus on the trade issues that were expected to be highlighted in the aborted phase two negotiations, particularly the distortive effect of technology policy, state-owned enterprises and how they distort competitive markets, and how industrial subsidies impact the ability of American firms to compete on level playing fields. Uh, We also expect, however, that the liberalization of China's domestic economy will not be a core priority focus to the Biden administration. Another area that U.S. CBC members are very focused on is the tariffs that have been implemented under the Section 301 investigation. Many in the Biden campaign have announced publicly the damage that had been done by tariffs, particularly to American manufacturers and farmers. We expect that a Biden administration is unlikely to immediately roll back phase one tariffs targeted at China. We expect those to remain in place at least for the short term while China meets its phase one commitments. We also expect for tariffs to be in the toolbox of a new Biden administration, though we expect them to be deployed in concert with the United States multilateral allies to achieve more defined and specific goals. And to just dig a little bit deeper into some of those multilateral relationships, We expect for more coalitions to be built, particularly to confront some of the economic challenges that have been raised by the United States in recent years. This would include reforming and likely leveraging institutions like the World Trade Organization, and also coordinating with allies more directly on export control actions, 
that will can continue to target the nexus of China's civil military fusion program. One final area to look at in the trade piece is the president-elect's Buy American plan, which calls for hundreds of billions of dollars of government procurement spending on products made in the United States and transported by American flag carriers. We can imagine that those subsidies that are likely to be put in place may uh, confront China with some challenging multilateral trade distortions, which they may seek to address with the new administration. Mm -hmm. So those technology policies, maybe you can dig into those a little more. Definitely seems like that's going to be a hot button topic for the foreseeable future. We expect technology competition with China to expand and continue to be a feature of the Biden administration as it has been with the Trump administration, though we expect the policies to be a little bit different. Uh, many of the, the Biden advisors emphasized to us that they want to approach China from a position of strength by promoting American domestic industrial policies to support strategic industries. That includes improving funding for research and development, investing in domestic education, and retaining key foreign talent through immigration reform. Uh, it'll be difficult to know how much of these progresses can get through a divided Congress, but certainly that seems to be one of the bilateral priorities that is emerging out of Congress in, in recent years. We also expect for a Biden administration to continue using U.S. export control actions to mitigate some of the concerns around China's civil military fusion. However, similar to what I mentioned before, we expect that to be done multilaterally, and we also expect for any targeted export controls to be very narrowly tailored and focused primarily on advanced technologies dominated by American industry. We also expect the entity list to be used more sparingly and the definition of national security under which it's applied to be narrowed. So in the past few years, supply chain issues have really been at the forefront of you know companies' minds as well. So are there any insights on what the future might look like there? We expect supply chain resilience to be a key priority of the Biden administration focusing on understanding American manufacturing vulnerabilities and reducing the concentration of strategic manufacturing in the China market, particularly in areas like telecommunications, semiconductors, pharmaceuticals, rare earths, and of course, personal protective equipment around the COVID-19 pandemic. We also expect a Biden administration will implement a supply chain audit to understand the degree of reliance on China and strategic sectors and identify alternative supply in, in allied country markets. It may also pursue the testing of critical and strategic supply chain resilience to sustain shocks, government coercion, and natural disasters. And while relocating critical supply chains to the United States will, of course, be the priority, Biden's advisors recognize that it's unfeasible in some cases and that shifting manufacturing that is currently over-concentrated in China to allies and strategic partners would be an acceptable alternative. All right. So looking at all these details here, what's what's the through line? What's the big takeaway that companies need to be keeping in mind for the next four years? Ultimately, and if we compare and contrast the policies of a Biden and a Trump administration, what you'll find is at the core of both is the same fundamental policy, which is the United States and China are set on a trajectory of more competition in the years ahead. I think the, the difference is is that a Biden administration's policy, at least in some of the initial conversations that we've had, seems to have a greater focus on building multilateral coalitions to achieve specific and finite American policy objectives. All right. Well, Jake, thanks for taking some time to return to the podcast. Always good to chat with you. My pleasure, Ian. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Again, Jake Parker is our Senior Vice President in Washington, D.C. 
The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. You can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave us a rating, leave us a review. We'll help other people find it. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.